Welcome to Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behaviour. I am Pei Yi, I'm a Parenting and Teen Challenging Behaviour Specialist at Rainbow Parenting Practice. Over the last 30 years, I've worked with children, teenagers and then families with various complex needs across different settings. But it is my personal story being a troubled teenager that led me to the creation of my innovative parenting method thriving together parenting method. It can help you and your team to have a more loving, respect-driven relationship and the happiness and harmony in your family home in 90 days, no matter what challenging behavior it is, how challenging it has been, and for however long your family has been in a difficult place. Many families came to me when they were in crisis or at breaking point. My TTP method is the secret to their transformative family lives. It can be yours too. I am thrilled for you to be here. And that possibly means you are a successful but stressed out parent who is managing a very demanding job but struggling to know what to do and how to help your troubled teen who is stuck in patterns of challenging behavior. You're fed up with trying everything, but nothing works. You're looking for solutions yesterday and are determined to do whatever it takes to help your teen and family thrive. At Teen Talk, Navigating Teen Challenging Behavior, I will share all the insights I've learned from working with families and their teenagers over the years. I will not hold back. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, Hello. welcome to Teen Talk again. It's Peggy, <laughs> the host, and we have Belle back today. She she she's she's feeling good again. So it's really good <laughs> to have her. And then we also have a very special guest today. I will yeah. let Belle and my it's Maya, who is Belle's sister, but I'll let Maya introduce herself. Yeah, I'm Belle's sister. Um I was coming over, so I thought I'd add my what Opinions. I'm to say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Maya, how old are you? Do you mind me asking? I'm 23. Oh. So. Oh, so we probably will hear a lot about the, the sibling stuff today, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank but, you for yeah. joining in because I know Maya was you were a teenager too. And actually, mm -hmm. psychologically, and I know Maya, you're studying psychology, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Psychologically, <laughs> you're not an adult till you're 25. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Technically, you can still be a teenager. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the audience, if this is your first time tuning into Team Talk, and Bale and I usually have a format, we draw a set of cards to decide what we want to speak about on each episode. And today, we decided we're going to do something different. So the backstory is last year, I did a little bit of a research asking parents of teenagers what, are, what sort of the things they're struggling at home, the challenges they're facing. And I have nearly like 500 responses from the parents. And there's one really big <clears throat> thing they're finding really difficult is their teenager's attitude and the sense mm -hmm. of entitlement. So we decided today we're going to talk about this and answer some of the parents' questions as to why are my teenagers so, so... Entitled. Yeah, so And then giving attitudes, whatever, whenever. <clears throat> Thank you for Belle. The English <laughs> <laughs> So why don't we start? What What are in both of your minds when, I, when you think about that sense of entitlement and attitude? Mm -hmm. Hmm... 
it makes me think about how sometimes I can be quite rude I would say to my parents like sometimes maybe to my dad it's definitely happened um I don't know I, th I think I just get really agitated I think yeah the first thing that came to my mind was I remember feeling really really frustrated as a teenager yeah and so I think you you're just frustrated every day already and like you know the sound of like my dad breathing too loud yes. you just completely <laughs> Sorry. And, um, yeah, and so I think like the entitlement I think like as teenagers like your hormones as well like there's all these things so in your body you've just got all this built-up frustration and then so you it comes out as you're like oh you can't deal with anything else you're entitled um I guess that's how it feels in the moment yeah um but yeah definitely yeah whenever I'm like rude or like whenever I'm I'm acting that way to my parents always from just like being really stressed or frustration like yeah and, and like, yeah it's like things as simple as like dad breathing too loud or something just yeah. like really annoying and I think at that age you don't really have the skills or the kind of you know you can't really level and like apologize you know you, you don't really have the skills to do that yet or just kind of be honest and say oh sorry it's because I'm feeling this you can't quite articulate it so it just looks like you're just really angry yeah. Whoa. Okay. So you mm -hmm. both actually, you know what? I can resonate with that because when I was a mm -hmm. teenager, I probably did the same thing, and it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, stop it now. But then the question, I suppose, the parents will be curious. But why? Why? And why are you only treating me like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not your friends. Do you treat your friends the same? No. No. Exactly. It's never the same. With your no. Parents. It's, just, it's definitely with your parents. Yeah. So why? <laughs> I guess it's why so... parents then. I guess it's because like sometimes it can be because your parents you just sort of assume like you are gonna make up or, like they're just gonna be there anyway like it's unconditional like they are there mm. so whereas if you're like 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 that to your friends which I've never like wanted to be but if I was it's not the same relationship it's like mm. you see I live you live with your parents forever so you they've probably been rude to you before like these things just happen in the house so it's easily looked over or like yeah yeah I think yeah like when you live with your parents as a teenager you know it's that in between time of they're still your caretakers and you still need things from them but it's you still want your independence so maybe the frustration kind of comes from that so like you know that you need them but you don't maybe want to need them or maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. mm, okay yeah. so in addition to like frustrations and hormones what what is driving you guys or teenagers to keep their parents attitude? Um, for me, I feel like I most give my parents attitude when I feel like they're not understanding me or they're mm -hmm. sort of saying they're going to do one thing. They don't stick to that or like it was it's, it's from frustration, but like more specifically from like, um, I, I almost feel like I've like just from agitation of like them not you know I don't know dad sometimes isn't tidy enough or like just stuff like that like I just get really frustrated and that's when I'll be overly overly react and be rude or like even over little things I can just like overly react because of that frustration that's been built up mm. um, but what I'm hearing Belle what you're saying is actually that attitude or the sense of entitlement doesn't lie within the teenager only Mm -hmm. it's it's possibly relational yeah yeah definitely oh yeah because it's not like 
when you turn teenager, I mean, we know the brain is <laughs> going through the restructuring, developing and all of this and the hormones, but there must be something else to allow the teenagers or make the teenagers mm -hmm. respond or behave certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing, I suppose that's my, where my curiosity is because a lot of parents would be thinking, is the teenagers, why is my teenager behaving this way? Why are they so selfish? Why are they giving me attitude? And then why are they just feeling so entitled? They want an X, well, Xbox 5. Then it's like, I want an yeah. Xbox 5. Why are you mm -hmm. not buying me an Xbox 5? Mm -hmm. But the yeah. thing is like, what do you think is happening in this relational like parent-child interaction? Yeah. Or what yeah. parents are doing or not doing that's contributing to possibly contributing to this teenager or the teenagers being like, <sighs> no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it is for me, like the, as I say, like the push and pull of the independence. So like your parents are just trying to help. They're just trying to be there for you. But yeah. it, maybe in that moment, that's not what you want. That's not what you need. And I think the frustration comes from, having a lack of control over your life because you know you're in school you're living at home all this stuff and the lack of control is frustration and maybe the the remedy or you're seeing the the questions that the parents are asking you know why what can I do to kind of help that I don't know maybe it's important maybe for a teenager to have something they do or somewhere they go where they have real independence and where they can yeah like have healthy kind of break from the family unit and then come back as a whole person and not just like as the teenager that lives in the house why do you think they're they're being if they're being spoiled though like what do you think that's coming from like asking mm. for stuff like that and like expecting that because yeah. I can't think of a I mean for me that's like that's just like just being what four-year-olds kind of ask isn't it so it's like maybe it's someone who hasn't broken the kind of thread of becoming more adult or, yeah yeah you know it's like just demanding things like a toddler well no you have you're growing into an adult so I don't know healthy healthy boundaries and independence and giving them a job to do yeah yeah mm. yeah I mean a lot of teenagers I mean a lot of uh, children and teenagers these days are born into privileges mm -hmm. you know and I remember my era my parents were really poor and they were self-made businessmen and million millionaires and I got a really privileged life but mm -hmm. then I suppose the thing is they didn't you the teenager didn't born into this choosing to be in a privileged life but like mm -hmm. you say it's about how the parents set boundaries teach yeah. them values you know and I always think, right, if I become a millionaire one day, if I had children one day, they will go and work in the coffee shop to learn yeah, absolutely. of money rather than me yeah. giving them money. I even discussed this with my husband and say, if we are millionaire and we died, where do where does the money go? <laughs> Yeah, like, because, it's really important. Yeah, yeah. because it's really important but I can understand Maya what you're saying that independence you want that independence you want that autonomy but then having someone somebody here as a parent trying to guide you but mm -hmm. maybe struggling to find the balance yeah so how you can guide the guide your teenager yeah definitely. yeah I think that's probably where it comes from yeah yeah definitely mm -hmm. So when you were giving your parents attitudes <clears throat> or having a sense of entitlement, like you are, you're back, you're meant to wash for me, wash my, do my laundry, clean my bathroom, and then you know, buy me clothes, give me pocket yeah. money, and all mm -hmm. these things. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what do you think about that? Um, well, I definitely, I don't think I've ever, like, done that fully, like, just expect, like, said to mum, like, well, clean this, whatever, but mm -hmm. I definitely think it's got a lot less now, but I've definitely, when I was like, 15, 14, I did just sort of expect people to clean after me a bit, mm -hmm. or, like, um, I didn't really understand, like, because I hadn't had to do that by myself like I feel like when I was with my dad's weekend when I was seeing my dad I did do it a lot more because I sort of had to this is whereas, what I was gonna say yeah whereas now because mum's really like toxic about that like I feel like now like I do just clean up after myself like mm. and if I don't it's just like I forget but like I, I clean you, up after myself know. I clean my room like I because I've been made to have that independence like Maya said like mm. I do have to do that for myself and also just because I know that it I understood from mum's perspective more when I got older because I could see how frustrating it would be with living with someone who wasn't doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's really important for parents as well to remind their kids that they're also human and they're also doing life for the first time and all that. Because I think the frustration as well, like kids think that parents always think they know better and are like trying to tell them what to do and you know parents don't always think like that and I think showing your child that you know you're just there to level with them and you're just trying to you know be there mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. go on that made me think about the parents position mm -hmm. because the parents are saying the teens are really you know they give attitude they have this they feel entitled but what about the parents' position? Do you think possibly they could also give their teenagers attitude and have a sense of entitlement as I am your parents? So yeah. why is it? What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, exactly. On that? What are your thoughts on I, that? I think as a teenager, you're always told like, oh, respect your teachers, respect your parents. And obviously they're respecting you back. But as a teenager, you feel they're not respecting you back because you're being told what to do all the time so yeah maybe they feel like that yeah mm. I know that whenever my mom was like annoyed at me it was just from her feeling like I wasn't by not keeping up with her cleaning I wasn't respecting the amount of effort yeah. she was putting in like and not now, seeing their struggle like. yeah and now when I'm older like I'll come home like I'll make sure I clean after myself I'll clean my room I understand how as you get older and you get more responsibilities it's so important to like keep on top of just having a nice space and whatever so mm -hmm. like I think that as you get older you understand your parents perspective more as well and I think maybe even if parents could try and keep that in mind when they're you're younger and maybe just really be more patient explain it to them and put give them that independence of figuring that out rather than just like expecting them to understand because I did I thought I understood everything at that age but like mm. I didn't and like I I do like it is more equal between mom, me and mum now as you get older so yeah, yeah. and I, I think you're right about you definitely know your parents boundaries like you know I, I lived with mum and then I went to live with dad and mm -hmm. I was doing all my own washing and because I just knew that it, I had to whereas even now I come to mum's house and probably regress a bit because I know that she's happy to look after me do you know what I mean yeah so we're all guilty of it but I think yeah boundaries are important mm -hmm. mm, absolutely so what will happen then if you your parents explain to you as to why you have to do certain things would that have changed your attitude and 
I think if I definitely think that I don't think mum like should have done this but I think looking back maybe if like a parent like mum or something had like sat me down like and just snapped me out of it and like at first like Belle you are being spoiled right now but like I genuinely like I know you're just not understanding like maybe just understand like I've came home from work it's not that hard just clean up after yourself like I'll I don't know if I had a bit more I feel like if I was a parent I would maybe just explain maturely like treat them maturely and not just say like you are being ungrateful like just raise my voice like I would maybe say look I know you don't understand how important this is for me but like please if we, if we just try and keep on top of the house like clean up after yourself mm-hmm. if I, if you do like a chore every night or whatever like I, I think that would make mm-hmm. both of us feel better like I've came home from, like explain it more calmly as I'm mm-hmm. trying to say like with patience rather than just anger or frustration because mm-hmm. like otherwise I would react to that frustration with frustration and like rather than actually genuinely trying to understand whereas when I got older and mum stopped being frustrated and I stopped being frustrated that's when I started really cleaning up after myself because I didn't feel that there was any like I wasn't doing it because I had to I was doing it because I actually understood why I needed to Mm. I don't know okay very interesting I suppose my point to so see the time you know sounds like it's a really tricky period of time for parent and teenager to, <clears throat> to balance and navigate yeah yeah is like the sense of entitlement the attitude but at the same time the parents could be given attitude without recognizing actually i'm giving attitude or i'm actually have a sense of entitlement because i'm your parents and i'm asking mm-hmm. to tidy up your room so go and tidy up your room i'm the mm-hmm. one making money so yeah yeah like, yeah right and yeah that, that definitely is yeah, could be a reflection yeah yeah so but then i'm curious see like when you because I am pretty certain when you're giving your parents attitudes or another way around, it creates some kind of rupture mm-hmm. you know, in the or atmosphere or you know in the relationship. Because mm-hmm. how how do you think parents feel when their teenagers give them attitude? Or you can think about how do you think your parents feel when you're giving them attitude when they actually gave you unconditional love? Yeah, yeah. I it's... you'd feel like offended, probably. Like yeah, you'd probably I feel think. Hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I know that parents do just use this all the time, but it is true, like, they are working and, like, paying for things and, like, you know, cleaning up and, like, all this sort of stuff. So I think teenagers teenagers are never, like, actually just being, like, overlooking that because they're trying to. Like, you just don't realise, but maybe a parent would feel sort of offended and sort mm-hmm. of, like, just agitated with how ungrateful it feels towards them but then also at the same time teenagers just doesn't realize the extent of that I don't yeah think. I think <laughs> in some ways this might not be helpful but in some ways teenagers you cannot treat them like rational human beings I'm sorry but you just can't <laughs> yeah they're, they're not their brains are not at that level and so you can't expect to always get that from them it's like working I've worked with like people with dementia and things <clears> like that like you can't expect for them to have rational behaviors and responses to things so maybe trying to <laughs> trying to keep that in mind with teenagers and yes they're saying all these hurtful things but they really don't mean it like they really don't yeah and um and like so I don't know maybe practicing some like self-regulation techniques for the parent just to really remind themselves mm. this is happening right now it's not gonna last that's them this is me you know mm-hmm. 
So are we saying the parents need to just tolerate through this? Because our no. teacher is not a <laughs> rational human being just now. No, no, no. No, I think I think it helps. It helps maybe with frustration and to understand that, you know, they don't mean it. But no, I think I think consequences for behaviours need to happen. I think to, to do what May is saying would mean that when you then approach your teenager to actually sort it out and you're talk to about it, so, yeah. you, you're ready to do that. Like you, you, you're not coming from like mm. just expecting of them. You understand that thing that like they yeah. aren't actually yeah. at the level where they're really but they being rational. But they to still need to do it. That's not an excuse. It just helps you understand and be more patient with them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. And Amaya, I totally agree with you. I'm not challenging what yeah. you're I'm trying to offer a different perspective. But yeah, at the same time, I also agree with you because teenagers, do you know, when you were teenagers, do, do, do you know your home, own process of adolescent development? No, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. And that's yeah. the thing is like, and Bale and I had this conversation 30 years ago, I didn't know. 30 years later, mm -hmm. teenagers still don't know. Mm -hmm. So there's something is not working here. And mm -hmm. why are there not enough resources to teach the parents? And nobody, parents wouldn't know that the brain is still developing. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. Yeah, the parents wouldn't know the team. All they know is this five-year-old wee boy or wee girl turn mm -hmm. 12 and go, boah like mm -hmm. changing person so then everything mm -hmm. become very individualized like it's the teenager mm -hmm. it's this and it's that but you think about that it, it's like nobody actually tell you what's happening as a yeah. teenager the teenagers don't know because the teachers the school doesn't really teach you the parents don't know because how will mm -hmm. they know there's no mm -hmm. parent school to go like learn about the child development would it what happened to them physically emotionally psychologically mentally all the thing there's no such mm -hmm. there's no such thing so mm -hmm. it's really hard but you're right in saying the the adolescent the teenagehood development is a tricky part it's a tricky journey you know you got a lot of emotions going on you're trying to find out who you are your identity your sexuality your individuality you know all these things is really big your emotions are not there yet Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, you don't have the emotional literacy to be able to self-regulate or even to recognize, yeah. actually, I am upset now. I am yeah. angry. So, and that, like what you said earlier, it really requires the parents to have some, have compassion and be more patient with the teenagers and teach, yeah. Them, yeah. teach them the emotional literacy as to actually, I can see you're quite upset. This mm -hmm. attitude, Mr. Attitude is out. Let's think about this, right? So there are many mm -hmm. different ways to manage this. However, I do have one curiosity, though, because, you know, when I was a teenager, my friends were, I mean, I didn't have many friends. I was like butterflies, you know, like <laughs> different group because I didn't know what kind of friends mm -hmm. I want to be with. But yeah. there were some friends are like really cool. And I wonder mm -hmm. if the peer pressure, the friendship could influence how you are with your parents, you know, because you want to be, I am really cool. We're dressing really well. My parents is like wearing baggy jeans and then <laughs> you can see their socks, you know, and then <laughs> when they're wearing trousers. So then it goes like, oh gosh, just, just get lost, you know, don't be. Don't yeah, be I think you get really self-conscious of your parents at that age. Yeah. My dad came in and did um, cycle training. It was like uh, the people in my school and it was, it was fine. Like it was fine. But I just remember being so hyper aware of like everything I would just identify with me but of course yeah you know that's not how it is but yeah um, I do think I do think that when you're 
a teenager, you'd like project your insecurities a bit onto your parents, like yeah, definitely. Because like when you get older, you realize no one actually cares. Like everyone's just different people. That's yeah. how it is. But when you're a teenager, you do like you're so there's so much like fitting in culture when you're a teenager, even without realizing. And it's all I think it's just your ego is so strong in teenhood that it's all just to protect yourself deep down mm-hmm. because you're going through all this stuff. So your everything is just trying to make no I'm fine I'm fine like you can't admit anything wrong you you're just trying to keep yourself in this like protected state even though that's not what it's doing mm-hmm. so yeah yes and I suppose that's what I was thinking is that because we want to be so cool and then that could be another reason to give our parents attitude yeah mm-hmm. and like separate from them again like that's the separation I think coming yeah. in like, yeah it's like we, we're not together yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's you. not my dad. Yeah. That's not my dad. And then just like you know, yeah. go and collect him from the back lane or something. Yeah, <laughs> go collect me. Yeah. I remember. I, re- I did remember. I was like that. I was like, please don't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Like that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please don't come and collect me in school. You are the, yeah. the way you dress is not cool. <laughs> Unless yeah. you dress like these, they collect me from a school. So, yeah, I don't. Feel, I really feel for the parents, and I said. Yeah. I suppose I'm also curious about if sometimes the attitude and the sense of entitlement is because there's something deep down or needs are not being met, mm-hmm. and it could and it could be you know that could definitely be like that could be it. But I, I, I don't yeah. think in every situation. But I think I think the need that we're identifying I think it is the independence thing Mm -hmm. I think for me that's what it is because it's just the fight of oh I know I need them but I don't want them oh but I want Mm -hmm. them for this but I don't want from this and they're they're not ready to admit that in themselves so it just comes out as horrible behavior (laughs) Mm. and also what Bale said earlier when there's inconsistency you Mm. see what you say will do but you didn't do it you keep Mm -hmm. disappointing me so mm-hmm. there's a need of a want some consistency and security and predictability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You are not doing what you say you will do. Right. Mm-hmm. So then there's a need here, you know. Because yeah. everybody yeah. will know you're you will know you're hungry, then you want to eat because there's a need for food. But exactly there's a lot of needs. People don't know what they are and it's really difficult to identify. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if for the teenagers part, there's quite some unmet needs and they don't know how to articulate like what you're saying earlier, not Maya. Yeah. And they just come up with the attitude. Yeah, definitely. Another way, to, I suppose, is another way to communicate. Exactly. Well, that's what we're taught. Like my job, I work with um people with communication and learning differences and things like that. And there's just no yeah you have to look behind the behaviors and look behind the actions and you can't take things personally and yes it takes a lot of patience but that's the only way you're going to have harmony otherwise you never get anything done (laughs) okay let's talk about that Maya that's very interesting and that's a really good point so when you're at work right how do Mm. you train yourself or teach yourself to look beyond the behavior yeah because when you're at home when you are a professional working with your clients and when you're at home are very different things yeah but that doesn't mean it cannot be transferred to the home environment yeah it's definitely a skill you'd need to learn because we know you know family are way more triggering than Mm. someone at work Mm. um because of all the emotions attached there but yeah like yourself 
how do you how do you learn to be able to see past their behavior so well you think of have empathy for what they're going through in life and how things look in their shoes and like so when we write notes about people we don't say oh they were behaving aggressively you have to say oh they were you know agitated and their behavior reflected this you know you have to use positive language because they're in their experience they're just acting on what they know mm-hmm. um you know we don't get frustrated at babies crying well we do actually <laughs> but they're just expressing a need so yeah train yourself to really have empathy and yeah imagine think you know, about it more positively like yeah and like every behavior is a communication that's what we're taught in our training every behavior is there for a reason and it's our job to decipher that mm. but yeah it's a skill that's all I can say mm-hmm. you have to practice on it what are your thoughts Bail? um I think that sounds I think that makes sense I liked how you said like you use positive language to understand it like I think even just sort of training yourself to do that like yeah things that about, it helps rather you just remember being, yeah rather than just being like they're acting they're behaving so badly right now mm. I can't don't even want to deal with them maybe say mm-hmm. they're even it doesn't mean you have to forgive them but like mm-hmm. they are agitated this happened that's why they're acting like acting like this so you can separate yourself from that and you don't get entangled with their emotions you're more just like like what you were saying earlier when you just know that they're not acting rationally or whatever like you yeah. do separate yourself from it and then you can then go into handling it with more patience and understanding rather than because yeah. that's better for your you as well as your like child or whatever yeah hmm, absolutely but, and Maya I like what you say about every communication is uh, not every behavior is a communication yeah that's really really that's really well said yeah. however as you as you know I'm gonna ask you more question <laughs> about this what what about because we are tell we are encouraging the parents to be more empathetic mm-hmm. right and we are trying to help them to see past the behavior when they're giving you attitude when they feel like they're sense there's a sense of entitlement they they want to communicate something mm-hmm. right and parents can always wonder you know I wonder what's happening here you know because mm-hmm. it's not like you and this attitude of entitlement what is this about help me understand so then because parents will not always know so they can always wonder my curiosity is what about the teenagers part Mm -hmm. what can the teenagers do or what support do they need to be able to help make this journey easier for themselves and for the parents Mm -hmm. yeah I think yeah encouraging because I think teenagers have like you say a hard time one identifying what they need and number two communicating what they need so maybe some kind of tool to help them identify oh you know it seems like when you act like this it seems like maybe this is a trigger is that true for you or or maybe helping them like write down kind of what their main struggles are at the moment or or things that help them like feel nice, like, oh, I like listening to my headphones and going on a walk. I would like if I can have that guaranteed in my week that I can look forward to or something like that. Um, yeah, it's funny. A lot of my work is coming into this because obviously people have 
well challenging behavior you're not even supposed to say that anymore actually because of the implications Mm -hmm. so yeah like so what would you say how would you describe their behavior if you're not allowed to say challenging behavior I can't remember it's so politically correct I can't actually remember but (laughs) it's all very new but Mm -mm. I don't know I can't remember just behaviors I think just behaviors yeah yeah Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. I suppose what we're talking about is human behavior and the psycho- mm. psychologic psychological factors behind human behavior. So yeah. I can understand why your work is coming into this conversation. But you both are very insightful and very reflective about your own journey as well as be giving <laughs> advice. And I suppose mm. my what about Bea? What what do you think? You you're still a teenager. What do you think will help? What do I think will help? Yeah, it will help you or other teenagers <laughs> and the parents because what we're saying I think, is, this is relational yeah. it's not just about the teenagers it's the parents mm-hmm. part as well but yeah we'll talk about the parents part so now we're thinking so what can the injured do or what help do they need from the people around them to help them to be able to well, I was gonna ask you about that I, yeah I think from this conversation like when I've actually imagined myself in these situations or like gone back in memories and stuff I think I think for a parent to just be, you know, I'm not thinking about the parents' process here right now, but from the teenager's perspective, for a parent to come to you in an understanding, calm and patient way to lay down boundaries rather than make boundaries like a frustrating, agitated thing, like I think like they'd be more effectively put in place. Like I feel like, I don't know, I feel like when I was a teenager, I felt just so frustrated and like easily agitated and I was still processing so much and like I just could be set off like that and I know that a lot of people are like that so I feel like for a parent to be agitated or be even if it's something as simple as like cleaning them after yourself that can feel so much at that age like it can feel like Mm -hmm. like why they ask me this that they don't think I'm good enough that they don't do that like it can set off so many thoughts inside your head parent won't understand again you're not being rational so I feel like for a parent to come to you and be understanding and like calm mm-hmm. and like how if they have that separation in their minds and really try and get through why you're reacting to them trying to set boundaries in such an intense way because mm-hmm. I feel like that could be frustrating for a parent if it's like mm-hmm. they're just asking them to clean up after themselves and there's a whole big argument but like that happens all the time so mm-hmm. to actually maybe be sat down and say okay why do you feel like that's an appropriate reaction like what is going on inside your head like I want to understand I'd rather also, than the other way around I'd also like to wonder because you know you're nearly 18 now mm-hmm. and I feel like the last two years we've really been getting on haven't we yeah but before that it was it was hard sometimes because you know we were both young and both teenagers and for, for a while, we were really clashing, like just mm-hmm. weren't getting on at all because we both had all these stuff going on at the same time, mm-hmm. even with the age difference. And yeah, I wanted to ask you, you know, what's changed? What's what's made it work between us now? I know that I grew a bit older and I was able to practice more empathy and how I was dealing with you and able to think, OK, she's not actually meaning that. She's not being rational. I know she loves me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to practice that maybe because of my work, whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's helped. Do you think? Or I what, think for me, that's a good point, Maya. Because what we're <laughs> what we are saying now is siblings giving each other attitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, just as I've got older and came out of 
everything, the big mess of being like 15. With that, I have just matured a lot. And so that, and with that, I've also like had so much more independence, like, you know, in school, like whatever, like outside of school. Yeah, just kind of I've got more independence. So it kind of just naturally does come. Like Mm -hmm. I've sort of naturally started if if someone I'm not putting out that agitation and aggression into the into the the home as much as I would have before, Mm -hmm. which then means that mum, like you know, people around me like everyone's being a bit more positive to me. And also even when people aren't being positive to me, like People, I think people are being unrational, which they still are. But I feel that, like, I can react to that in a way where I do think, okay, I've been there before. They're just, like, feeling whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. Like, I don't yeah. I don't react to it. I just sort of think that's fine. Like, I, whereas when I was a teenager, I would have, that would have built up and I would have, blah, like, exploded yeah. everywhere. Like, that's... Yeah, I think it's a lot of patience and empathy. Mm-hmm. underlining all of this yeah exactly <laughs> because it really is like, both the parties. older you get and you do parties. genuinely like start to understand more mm. yeah. if you're being given the space to grow up sort of thing mm-hmm. sounds like both of you what you both of you are saying is there were a lot of emotions unprocessed unrecognized so mm-hmm. they come out yeah. and mm-hmm. what we're hoping for is parents to have more empathy yeah patience kindness towards these emotions and everything mm-hmm. right and Belle well I'm also hearing you because you work through those feelings so you don't react to those things now yeah mm-hmm. but then my question is why are we waiting we till we're 18 to learn about these things <laughs> yeah um because I feel like when you're 15, no, no, I get, well, I'm not talking about you right I know oh. this is a journey but no, no, no. why why the society or everybody is waiting the teenagers to go to 18 years old and then go yeah everything is okay now right yeah yeah I think yeah I think everyone just expects it doesn't it almost it's when you're, like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost like because when you're 15 whatever you are just more selfish like you don't really I just feel like just from everything like in general I think when you're younger you are more selfish Mm. just not in like a necessarily bad way but you think about your own feelings a lot more which means that your own feelings can be a lot more intense so when you're 18 and you do grow up in these exterior things you do start thinking about other people your future just naturally that that sort of goes down you mm-hmm. you have a life outside of what's going on inside your head so mm-hmm. I think that's why people sort of expect that to happen because when you're 18 mm-hmm. you don't have you know you don't have space to only think about yourself sort of thing but yeah I think it definitely should be talked about more shouldn't it mm-hmm. like in in school you know a couple of lessons on identifying your feelings even and communicating your feelings like would have probably gone a really long way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely Maya and that's where my mind is going because you, you will see parents teaching a two-year-old or four-year-old I can see you're very upset right now yeah <laughs> come to mommy let's have a cry or let's tell yeah. mommy what's going on Right, mm-hmm. so you're teaching them the emotional literacy and say, oh, yeah. when they get angry, they hit out. They will say, I know you're angry, but you are not hitting out, right? Tell mm-hmm. me, tell dad what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm I... not quite sure how come this journey stopped when the te- when the when the teenager yeah. turned into a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think, like, I think teenagers really need a bit of that. Um, yeah, and like 
yeah honestly sometimes you have to just view them as kind of big toddlers because I remember so well like it wasn't long ago like it's just so crazy and intense and yeah I remember you being you've got all this adult stuff to deal with but you just don't know how to you're still a child with all these adult life things yeah. so the mismatch is just like impossible to navigate because yeah. you don't have the tools so yeah let's get yeah. some tools you probably don't have the tools you also don't know who you can speak to about these problems mm. I trust these people when I speak to the problem to them about the problems will they listen will they help mm. me or they're going to judge me or they're going to mm -hmm. give me a hard time for what I'm saying and go, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of worries if you're a teenager going through a lot of challenges. But yeah. suppose coming back to the point is, yeah, you're right. We need to teach the, the teenagers emotional literacy. And if we are speaking about your emotional brain is still being developed. Why should we stop doing this for the, for the teenagers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So and I suppose this comes to, to the end of, I can't believe it's nearly been an hour. This is great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So before we finish off today, I don't know if you have any final thoughts before we share our curiosity. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly, I feel like we've really yeah. covered a lot mm -hmm. in yeah. the hour. I think that was really interesting. I hadn't yeah. thought about all of that in a long yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a really good chat. And I was like, I want to say something. <laughs> of course, this is our first time, so no, I might be, I might butt in a little bit. So sorry about yeah. that. It's been really good to have both of you, uh, both of you, on the on the episode. But now let's think about the curiosity because we talk a lot about the attitude, and we think about actually this is not lying within the individual or the teenagers, and I think it is relational that somebody does something to allow you to, you know, to make you respond in certain. Mm -hmm. But there's also a level of accountability and responsibilities that teenagers need to take is yeah. i am upset how mm -hmm. do i get help or how do i articulate that rather than giving the attitude and then go yeah because i know my mom is gonna be there for me so i'm just yeah. gonna treat them like this like, <laughs> yeah. it's also very unfair for the parents mm -hmm. yeah you know, mm -hmm. by the same time like you say the parents you can probably give your children attitude too you know, mm -hmm. I told you to tidy up the bathroom three times, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving the attitude. So then we yeah. need to think about these things. Mm -hmm. So following that, I wonder what curiosities you have today, today and for who and what would you like to encourage them to be more curious about? So I, I'm curious. I would want the parents to be more curious about um, actually approaching frustration with by empath empathizing with their child and like thinking about how they feel why rather than just reacting to the aggression mm -hmm. so, that's a really good curiosity because you know one advice i always give the parents you say your teen doesn't trust you but mm -hmm. then you need to think about when you were in the position of an adult when you don't trust someone how would you like to be able to trust that someone what is the process mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's actually the same process, but yeah. sometimes forget it's actually the similar process. I think, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good curiosity. Thank mm -hmm. you. How about mm -hmm. Maya? What would be your curiosity today for today for the parents or for the teenagers or for the family or for sisters? Yeah. yeah, maybe for sisters. Yeah, I think it's just important to be honest about where you're at, if sibling, parent, whatever, because... Yeah, you kind of just have to drop your defences and be honest about when you make mistakes. Because when you're honest about making mistakes to your children, 
they see you more human and they're they don't feel like you're trying to tell them all the time because they're they know that you're the same as them mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah it does yeah that's really good but I have to, something just came to my mind see when you two are giving each other attitude and didn't get along were you jealous with each other I definitely was not jealous it was okay. oh sorry or like definitely... you know, you'd get more attention from that or mom you always got off with that I like think that mm, probably maybe subconsciously there was a bit of that. Yeah, but I feel I, like when I used to come over, you used to, like when you were a teenager, you used to kind of, maybe didn't know it, but you were annoyed that I was chatting with mum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I yeah. think I think there's a bit of, with siblings, I think because you've been through similar similar parenting, you've been through, been through similar experiences, mm. that can then result in like so much... And I think intense. Like I think for a long time as well. I think what you felt from me is that I wasn't listening to you or seeing you as your own person. Yeah. Because I'm five and a half years older, so I guess I was used to the role of she was a little sister, whatever. Yeah. And so we had wasn't really like bad fight independent. one day. Entitlement. Yeah. I'm an older sibling. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Exactly. she needed to like pushed me away a bit, and I needed to reevaluate how I approached her and actually listen. Okay what you know it's not how she's saying it it's what she's saying that's important and I need to you know react to that in a yeah. in a calm it's way. all about being given independence isn't it and like yeah, everything respect. just comes with that I think because yeah. you when you feel that you're being respected you give that back yeah but once you have the all the independence I think you'll think independence is overrated because <laughs> all the adulting is hard guys yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. it's not like yeah, that. adulting mm-hmm. is really is really really hard you know mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. I was just gonna say like I feel like since moving out from the family home my relationships with my parents are so different like I meet them for coffee and like chat to them like they're yeah like you you care about their lives you you see mm-hmm. them as a human being like not just as your parent and it's really lovely to finally finally be there <laughs> I know, but my goal, right, my mission has always been about it doesn't have to wait till your teenagers move out. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. You can can have that in your home right now, doing Mm. the things that support each other, listen to each other and all these things. Mm. But I'm glad you both are in a really good place. You're getting along really well. (laughs) Me and my sister were the same, right? Yeah. We went went through the same thing. I just hit her all the time. Yeah. I was jealous. Like, Mama was yeah. always good to you. Why? Yeah. We, we didn't have the words to say that. You know, yeah. it was like, anyway, but that's another story. We'll come back to it another time. Yeah. But I want to end today's episode by encouraging the parents to think about and it's not just about your teenager's attitude or their sense of entitlement. Because when there is a problem, it does not lie within your teenager and it does not lie within you either as a parent. Yeah. They were thinking, oh my God, it's me. I've screwed my children up. That's why I'm behaving <laughs> this way. Or if you're constantly dealing with challenges with your teenagers, you'll be thinking, it's my teenager. That's why they make my life live in hell, right? They daily deliberately, they just want to hurt me and all these things. But one wanting encouragement to think about the problems doesn't within doesn't lie within the individual. It's the problem is the problem. The person is not the problem. As opposed yeah. to parents to think about, be more curious about, to look at the, the challenges in the different in the different lanes. Mm-hmm. So that will be my ending note for today. But thank you for for Maya for joining us for today. Hopefully we'll get yeah, thank you. on the podcast sometime. And thank you. It's good to have Bail back. 
Yeah. Yeah. And stay tuned. I know you Mm -hmm. and we know, you know, we never script this, right? We never, everything never script and never get cut. So next Mm -hmm. time, Bill and I are going to do something different. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. And we'll Mm -hmm. see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you to everyone at home or on the go for listening. If you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find Team Talk navigating teen challenging behavior organically. If you have any questions about anything we talk about, please drop me a line at payee at teentalkpod.com. That is P-E-I hyphen I at teentalkpot.com. I read every email I get. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I am Pei Yi, and I'll see you on the next episode.